We are so excited you've decided to listen to this week's sermon podcast. Hey, we release sermon podcasts weekly, so be sure to follow us and hit that notification bell so you can be notified when episodes are released. God bless and enjoy. I'm excited to be here with you all this morning. I'm not worthy to be up here, but I know that we as a whole, we serve a worthy God who is able and willing to do all things, and I'm just blessed to be a part of here. As I studied this word this morning, I'm reminded yet once again of God's goodness and his understanding from our life, that he has all things knowing and he does all these things for me, but he holds a certain understanding that I was brought and made known to this morning. And everything that there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, it'd be so human of all of us to question decisions in our life, asking God, why? Why in this moment? Why now? Why is this happening at this time in my life? This is not comfortable. I don't want to be here. I want to be a place of just comfortableness. I want to sit on my pew. I want to do my own thing. And I got all these things going in my life. Why did this happen? Why am I the only one? Have you ever felt like that in a situation where you think that all these things that are happening in your life are only happening to you? But I'm glad that I serve a God That even when I don't fully understand why this is happening, I know that he holds all understanding, all power, and all knowledge. And his ways are higher than my ways. And I can trust in him because I know that he holds the outcome to my situation. That he holds the beginning to the end. And I can trust and lean in faith that whenever I'm going through something troubling or I'm feeling discouraged... I know that I can continuously seek the name of the Lord and trust on him because he's a firm foundation and I can always go to him whenever I need. My first reading this morning comes from Genesis chapter 2 verse 21. And it reads like this. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and he closed up the flesh instead thereof. It's interesting when so many good things can be going on in our life. It only takes one bad thing, one bad decision, one wrong choice, something that may not even be your fault come upon your life for us to quickly flip the script and question God why. You've got all these good things going for you, good health, good wealth. You've got able hands, able feet. You've got an open mouth. You have a peace in your mind. And yet whenever something goes wrong at the job, at home, with the kids, with your family, we are quick to ask God, why in this situation, why now, right? Even though we have all these things going for us. But I'm glad that I know that he understands my situation and he knew who I was before I was even formed. And he knew all these problems that I was going to face before they were even a problem. Because even whenever I feel like God has taken away or this something has come out of my life, I know that he has a plan for my life. And he's got a plan for all of our lives, too. And the word I have to bring you this morning is taken but replaced. Taken but replaced. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray right now. God, we thank you for this day, this time, this hour. God, this is your house, and we just want to learn something new about your word, God. I ask that you just soak us in like sponges, Lord. Let us be good stewards of your word, and let us learn something new about you, Lord, because we want to understand your ways, and we want to be just like you, Lord. We're not perfect, but God, I ask that you open up all of our ears to understand Hear and, and respond to what you have for us this morning. And everybody said amen.
Have you ever been in a spot in your life where something happens? may not be your fault. It may be your fault. And maybe you just simply don't understand why, why, why. Is the worry too much for you to be taken in a place where I just lose all reasonableness, right? Where I got all these things going for me. I got a good family. I got a good house. I go I have church. And yet this problem keeps nagging up or this problem just came out of nowhere and just got me by the leg. And I just don't know what to do. Does anyone feel like you're comfortable tending to your flock, your sheep, your children? And God is telling you to go to the battlefield. Go to a place where you're unfamiliar with and you're not welcome. But not because out of spite, but because God has told us to go to this place I think he's calling and leading some of us to come out of our comfort zone to lead us to a new place, a new promised land, where if we want to see God and see the things that he has called us all to be, we're going to have to get out of that comfort zone. There's only so much that you can do right here in this church. This is only a small portion of the little bit of time that I see all of you in this house, right? I don't know what goes on at your home. I don't know what you deal with at work. But all of us are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And you can add one way in here, but it's important for all of us to spread the same message that we hear in the house of God to those people out there. Because this is only a small portion of our week, and we've got so much more to offer, right? If God tells you the beginning from the end, you will cease to talk to him, build a relationship, and have a want to be in his presence. It's a keen uh, thing that God does not present all of his plans and all of his hopes and his futures for our lives at the forefront whenever we decide, God, I don't understand, but I need you to do something in my life. If God laid out this big old plan and said, today, August 20th, 2023, I need you to do this, 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 tomorrow, this, 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 this month's plan, next year's plan, we would have no reason or we would have no want or fulfillment to want to seek the name of Jesus Christ. Would we not, right? If he laid it all out and said, this is what you got to do, You'll have a good life. We would not have that want or desire or feeling because we knew if we followed in this order, everything would come to plan. But he does not have a plan just laid out before us. That's why we have to lean on him and trust and believe in faith that whenever we are going through something, we can know that we can continuously go back to his rock, his house, and his church and lean on him because there's no one else who can surpass this understanding. No one else who can bring that kind of healing. No one else who can put hands on people and raise the dead, deaf people hear, make the blind see. Did any of y'all see that uh, video on Facebook uh, last week where that man who was blind before and he came out of water baptism and he was able to see? Praise God for that because whenever people go down in the water, people are not the same anymore. There's a reason that we all must die again in a spiritual form. Not physically, but we all spiritually must die each and every day. Because this flesh wants to resort back to old habits, old things of the past. But all of us must continuously strive to be like Christ. Just because I'm feeling good and everything's on top of the world today doesn't mean that life is not going to hit me in the face tomorrow. And some problem may come forth. And I'm going to be sitting in a uh, moment of wonder or doubt or fear of I just don't know, right? But I believe today on August 20th, 2023, that God's preparing some ways in your life right now. And just because you don't have the understanding right now does not mean that God is not in it. Because God has put you here for a reason, 
in this season, in this time, in this hour, for you to the work and hands of Jesus Christ, for you to be ministers of the gospel, right? We didn't come here just for a concert or a show. This is not some pre-rehearsed thing. We come here to lift up the name of Jesus, God Almighty. It is all about him. It doesn't matter where you came from, what you look like, what color of skin you got, how you talk, how you walk, how you smell. God called all of us for the same reason and for the same purpose, and we're all on the same equal playing field. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 22, verse 14, For many are called, but few are chosen. I submit to you today that if you are striving to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you feel like you're in a hard place right now, know and understand that many people before all of us have gone through all these hard times, these hardships, things that have come against us. This is not something new, but this is a new day. And because this is a new day, I can continuously lean on him. And whenever I don't understand why this is happening in my life, I can continually go back to the rock, go back to the house of God, and lift him up in praise and worship because he deserves my all even when I don't feel my all. Just because I'm having a bad day doesn't mean I need to give God any less praise than he deserves. Everything that I have, it goes to him, oh God, right? He gave me this life, this breath, these hands, these feet, a willing and able mouth, and I'm going to use it to speak of his great name because it would be a waste of me and my time and my talents for God to call me to ministry, seek people, help people, be a lending ear, and just say, I don't want any of it. I'm just going to throw it to the side. It would be a waste of my time. But I want to tell you, if you're going through something right now, I want to encourage you to keep pressing the fight. The turmoil inside of you is because the devil is trying everything that he has against you. Maybe an age or maybe a health concern, maybe a financial problem, maybe a family struggle. The enemy is trying to throw darts and throw tactics every time, every day of your life because he wants you to doubt. He wants you to have fear and think that there is no God and there is no hope in this world. But all we see on the news is hurt and pain and struggle. But the media doesn't want to tell you about the goodness and the grace of God, all these good and great things that we hear about in church or we maybe us as a church family see on Facebook, not a lot of it is being put out there for the world to see. And us humans like to know that everything is okay, but that's not how living for God works. But we have to live by faith and not by sight. We can't continuously just have a mindset of that. I'm going to only live by what my human eyes can see because our human eyes can be faulty. None of us here have perfect vision and we can be deceived. It is easy to be persuaded or see things that are not there because our eyes are not perfect. But it's by our faith that we believe that God is going to do a great and new thing. I can't see the outcome of my situation because this problem is before my eyes. But I know that God is on the other side. And if God put me here, if he put you to it, he's going to bring you through it. But we have to believe as a church that he's going to do it again and again. The same God of yesterday is the same God of today, and he's going to be lasting forever. But it is by our faith we all live, for it is impossible to please God without our faith. How can we stand here today as Christians and say, I don't have any faith to believe in this outcome, in this situation, but think that one day I'm going to walk through pearly gates and stand before God. If I can't believe that God is the same God that parted waters laid hands on dead people, raised them from the dead, 
and he can't bring me through this little bit of a family struggle or a hurting heart, how can I be the one that stands before him and says, God, I did everything that I could, everything that you called me to be. I did not run away. I wasn't scared. But yet, whenever this problem or this Goliath was standing before me in my eyes, I couldn't just ask and believe in faith that he's going to bring me through it. Because problems and trials are temporary. But the word of God is living and it's everlasting. And it's the only solid, firm foundation that we get to stand on here today on this earth. Carl Whelan writes, A head-on impact with a fully laden fuel tanker on a highway speeds of 60 miles per hour is an experience I would hope for none to share. The surprise was to have survived it, but God clearly had plans for me. During the five and a half months in the hospital and for years afterwards, I had a series of operations to reconstruct various parts of me, particularly the bones in my face. These operations often required using of my own bone for grafting. I noticed that the plastic surgeon would keep going back to the right side of my rib cage through the same horizontal scar, actually to get more bone for these procedures. So he needed some more bone for reconstruction in his face, and he just kept noticing that the surgeon just kept going back to the same place on his right side, go back for some bone marrow. And one day I asked him why he hadn't run out of bone. He looked at me blankly and then explained that he and his team took the whole rib out each time. We leave this periosteum intact so the rib usually just grows right back again. Wouldn't it be the enemy of our soul that whenever we have a problem, we've got discouragement in our life, when we've got questions, and whenever we're at a low place, they just keep on and keep on at us. Because that's the only way that he knows how to live. That's the only thing that he's living for. And whenever we're weak, he's just trying to throw things at us that no one cares about you, no one has hope in you, no one believes in your ministry. No one wants to hear anything you have to say. You're a nobody, and no one cares about you. Wouldn't that be the enemy of our soul? That something is missing and cannot be put back together. Despite having trained and practiced as a family doctor, he was intrigued. He had never realized this before, but the periosteum, the literal meaning of this world, is around the bone, is a membrane that covers every bone. It's the reason you can get things stuck between your teeth while gnawing at a uh, leg of lamb, for instance. And uh, this uh, cell contains a manufacturer of a new bone. Particularly in young people, rig, rib uh, periosteum has a remarkable ability to regenerate bone, perhaps more so than that inner, any other bone. Interesting enough, Carl Whelan, he was in a head-on collision with a tanker, not only survived, but he needed additional reconstruction. And instead of having to rely on someone else passed away for bone marrow or just a generous donor, I'm glad that I serve a God that even whenever I go through something and I need something to be replenished for me. Because they don't take much for whenever you step out of the house of God for maybe work or you're sick or something, you can feel discouraged or down and out that, oh my goodness, how do I get back to that same place? I want to be filled up again by the Holy Ghost. I want to live in his presence. I want to live by how he wants me to live. But I'm glad that I serve a God that even whenever the world wants to take away from me, the same God of yesterday, today, and forever can just reheal that bone. It can just regenerate and can be reused over and over again. I don't have to leave the same way I came in. Maybe you're missing a 
part of your rib today. Maybe you're feeling that you haven't been in the house of God lately. Maybe you feel like you're missing something in your walk with God and you want to strive to be more. Well, you can. God is the same yesterday, and what he did then, he can do it again. So if you came in with problems, you can leave the baggage at the altar. You don't have to leave the same way you came in. If God called you to be something, take a step out of faith, get out of your pew, lift him up, and declare that these things are done, and I believe it, and say it amen. Maybe you haven't had a physical tragedy as such as Carl. But we all go through a different kind of warfare, and that's our spiritual warfare. But this church is full of miracles uh, at a point which were taken, but now are known to be replaced. Just to name a few recently, Brother Henry recently praying in faith for a new vehicle. Brother Tony being healed of cancer. Brother Parker's surgery. Brother Sneed's healing. These problems, God knew them before they were even a problem. But it is us as a church who would, we are living and testifying of what Matthew chapter 18 verse 20 says. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. We are doing exactly what the Bible and the word of God tells us to do. Whenever we're at our lowest, he is strong. Whenever we call out to him in our times of need, he will answer if we believe in faith. Not just a little bit. But God, I have high faith that what you did for them, you can do for me. Right. You're not bound by time. You're not bound by any box. You're not bound by anything. And I believe that you did it for them. And I believe that you're going to do it for me. And I believe that there's a great revival coming to this city. Yes. I believe it. But it starts with us. If not us, then who? We got to take what we learn in here and we got to go give it to them out there. Because no one else is going to do it for us. It's up to us to do what God's called us all to be. And if he's called you for something, believe in faith that it shall be done. Not so much always question, why, why, why I don't feel comfortable. This isn't a place where I want to be at. But God's going to call you for something great. You've got to step out and do something great. You cannot be confound to one place and expect, God, why aren't you doing this in my life? Why is so-and-so getting healed at the altar? Why are they getting all this stuff? But yet I only want to sit at the back and only think about woe is me and my problems and my decisions in my life. But I'm not willing to go the extra mile for a God who went and robed himself in flesh and died for each and every one of us. Some 2,000 years ago, he went, crown of thorns placed on his head, was whipped publicly. And yet all of his disciples and all the people he had healed throughout his three years of ministry, no one was there to say, he is the Messiah. He is the Christ. He's the one who did all these things for me. So whenever I get an opportunity and I feel the Holy Ghost unction me or tell me, you need to go pray for that person, you need to go talk to that person, because that is my child too. There's no one else in this situation who can do this. I put you here for a reason and this season. And I've called you for something. So if you want to be something, I need you to listen to me. Not always just say, why, why, why? I don't want to. This isn't, this isn't for me. But hey, you want to do something great for God? you got to step out and be willing to submit under his calling for you. This isn't about me. This is about we. And if we want to get all the people to tell all the nations about God's glory, we got to do what he's called us to be. And that's why we got to have an open ear and an open mind when we come into the house of God. Not just, I'm just thinking about 
something afterwards, church is happening, whatever. But I actually want to listen, hear, understand, and respond to what the word of God has for my life. I believe there's been some fear or question coming to the, our, uh, this church's minds this morning. Without rhyme or reason, but it has. And you just don't understand why this is happening in your life. But let me remind you, if God brought you to this, if God brought you to this season, and you feel like this is a place of hardship, this is very hard on my family, I've been struggling a lot, or I don't always understand, just know and believe that we can stand in faith that God's going to bring you through it. And if you're going through a hard time, keep pressing because the enemy just wants to tell you that you're nobody and this isn't for you and you're gonna, this is all you'll ever be. What you have right now is all you'll ever be, but that's wrong. God has so much more call for your life, so much potential because God is not done with any of us yet. It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. God can use you as a young man or a young woman or an elder man or an elder woman. Don't let the enemy come against you and think that this is your time and you're done and you're a nobody. Because all of us Christians, we have to realize that it rains on the just and the unjust. Problems don't only come to people that aren't living for God, but they come at us too. And even so much more so, if we want to be living testament of what it is truly to be like as Christians, when we go through hardships, we got to take that stand too and say, hey, I want to lead these people back to God. But I can't lead them back to God if I'm living with them too. If I'm doing exactly what they're doing, going to places where I shouldn't be, talking how I shouldn't talk, doing all these things that they shouldn't be doing, how can I lead them to a house of God, a place of holiness, if I can't stand out and just do what he's called me to do and do the right thing whenever no one else wants to do right? But let me say, God does not strike down a good doers of his word. People who strive that for help, they get it from the Lord. But when we are at our lowest, submit unto him. When we have our rib taken away or something that we hold close or near to us, something that's meant to protect us from harm, that's what these ribs are for. They're meant to protect the internal organs of our kidneys, our lungs, our heart, our intestines. It's a protection. But just because it can be taken away from you doesn't mean that God can't heal which was once taken from you. This tragedy in Maui, something that caught my eye recently, is whenever uh, I'd seen a church, a couple, whatever, whenever it first came out, that there was a church standing, and it was, uh, everything around it was in destruction, right? And I praise God for that. But it hit even more so home whenever a pastor put on Facebook that a church, our church that we call home, there's a reason why we pray in faith, that we anoint with oil from the head to the toe, because that church is standing to this very day, because God has had his hand over our church. Things happen, and we hear about some great things, but whenever it hits home, it's different, right? When we physically pray for someone to be healed, for someone's eyes to be open, people to hear, people to see or understand something new about God, hits even more so home whenever it's someone you physically know or someone you physically care about, that you want to see something change. And that, that just really struck something in me. That God is still on the move, and even though there's a tragedy in the midst, that he's still working and protecting the one thing that shall stand the testament of time. And that's the church of the living Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. But everything was taken away for no particular reason except the enemy trying to prove a point that 
he wants you to think that there is no God and there is nothing that he can do to help save you. Satan himself was once with God at a point in time trying to be with the Lord, but he sought to destroy the church. He sought to get to people, try to seek and plant a seed in their hearts of evil and destruction. And don't be mistaken today, church. This world is full of sin. There's a lot of it going around. And it don't take far. You don't got to leave very far from this property to see a lot of wrong things going on. A lot of people doing the things that they shouldn't be doing and how they shouldn't be living. But it's the mindset that if you're going through a patch, that there will be hope. I knew that God is my God, and I came and sought to him. Why do you think so many people, they have a change of heart when they come into the house of God and submit? It takes all of you. It took all of him to go die and pay for all of our sins, but it's going to take all of you each and every day to die daily because this flesh wants to resort back to things that we used to do, thoughts we used to think, all these things that we used to go back and do, right? But it's going to take us to give our full ounce of energy, every one of it, not just a little bit, not just, ah, God, uh, here's a little bit of everything that I'm feeling. No, it takes all of it, all my submission, all my hurt, all my pain, all my problems. I want to submit it unto God because I know that he knew my beginning from the end. This is not my forever, right? We're just passing through. The church of God will always stand. But us as humans, we come and we go. And it's our job and it's our duty to let people know that there may be something taken away from your life that you hold value to. Maybe someone in your family has passed away. Maybe you've lost someone close and near and dear to you. I know during all the COVID, we've lost a lot of people in this church, and it's a terrible thing, but I know that God is still working in it. And just because something was taken away doesn't mean that God can't replace it, because whenever you submit unto him, God's going to renew you with a new ounce of Holy Ghost. Give me this new day. Give me this new bread. Give me this new life, Lord. I want to be new again. I want to be made like you. I want to be made in your image, but it's going to take all of me to submit unto him. But because doubt can get the best of us sometimes, none of us are dismissed from having, just because we believe in God, that everything is going to work in our favor. All of us, whether we live for God or not, all doubt, questions, fear, concern, anxiety, stress, come on all of us. It rains on the just and the unjust. The enemy probably came at Brother Henry, Brother Tony, Brother Parker, and Brother Sneed. And he probably said something like, you're done, you're finished. It can't be restored. It can't be given back. Well, what does the word of God say? You give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. God does not just fill up your cup just a little bit. But if you submit all of you to him, he's going to fill up your cup that keeps running over and running over. But it's going to take me to keep giving all and giving all. For him to do something great in my life. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 says. And he said unto me. My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities. Than the power of Christ may rest upon me. Church whenever I'm weak. He's made strong. Whenever I'm my weakest. I know that he can do all things. But I got to submit myself unto him. That even whenever something's taken away from me, or I don't feel like I'm at my best, or someone is just trying to nag at me, I can trust and rely on him to do the same thing yesterday, 
that he can do today because he's not bound by anything. And it just takes a mustard seed of faith, just a little bit of faith that I believe that he can and he will do something great in my life. I know uh, a few years ago, whenever my grandmother, she had passed away, it didn't really have a, uh, a, a nagging effect on me because I knew where she was when she, uh, when she passed away, how she uh, had a relationship with God. But my brother, I remember it affected him very deeply. It, it just struck a nerve in him, and it took him a very long time to get over this, that something was taken away, right? That I, I can't imagine this pain of just that they're, they're not here, and I can't see them. I can't talk to them anymore. And I'm sure that we've all lost some loved ones in our life or something that we hold near and dear that it's not here anymore. It's just not the same at Thanksgiving. It's not the same at Christmas. They were that light at the end of the tunnel. Our family wasn't living right, but they were living right. There was something different about them. And I, I just remember having a conversation, conversation with my brother telling him, like, I knew where she was going whenever she was leaving this earth. This time that we live in, it's full of a lot of pain and a lot of misery. But God holds the hope that we're all holding on to today. Just because something happened back then doesn't mean that it can't be restored today. Just because a family member has been taken or something that you didn't expect to happen, God can replenish it. God can restore it. God can do these things, right? I don't want to only focus on the negative of the situation that they're no longer here with us anymore. But I got to focus on the one who's going to get me there. I can't sit in a mentality of worry, doubt, and what am I going to do? Because I've got this cross that i got to carry. And if we all want to walk with God, we got to carry our cross. No matter the baggage that you carry or you think that you're not enough. Fact is, none of us are enough. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy to be up here today. I'm blessed because he allows us to be blessed. And I just want to be a good steward of his word. That whenever i got these things come across me, i got something taken away that I hold near and dear in my life or so on who's I hold dear to me, that I can trust in God and know that that person was taken away or that something was taken away. But God can restore that peace in my heart. If I seek his face early in the morning, not just here and there and whenever I need a handout, but God, you give me this life, you give me this breath, you've put me here for a reason. I'm not here by accident. You put me here in this time, in this season, in Terrell, Texas, to do a great work and a great thing. And he is calling all of us today to do something great and mighty. And maybe you think that something's been taken away, but the same God who took that rib from Adam, he can replace that situation and let it heal and grow over time, right? Something may be taken, but understand that it's not forever, and we're not living for this world. This world is not our home. We may live in it right now because we're flesh and bone. But one day we're going to see Jesus in the clouds. And that is all I am hoping for. Through the pain, through the struggle, and through the hurt, through the sorrow. I'm living for that day whenever I go down, that I get to see him. Because that is what all I'm living for. I don't want to live in a mindset of yesterday and all these things that have happened before. Because that can quickly consume your mind. If maybe someone who consumes a lot of news uh, maybe you think that all you see is uh, worry and doubt and fear because that's what the uh, people want to put out a lot of. They don't want to put out a lot of positive encouragement. That's why people suppress the truth. They don't want to hear what will change their life, right? When people see the name of Jesus applied to their life, there is a physical difference in your life. You are not the same person that you were before. Whenever you go down in water baptism, you're not the same Chris Sanders. 
you're not that same person. You're not that same self, right? Whenever you go down, there is a change. And that's why we must all go down in his name. Because whenever I go see him in heaven, i got to stand before him and say, God, I did everything that you called me to be. And he's going to say, you did or you didn't? Well, good, thou, well done, thou good and faithful servant, or depart from me. I never knew you. You get two options. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And I don't want anyone to be misled or misguided thinking that there is a sea of darkness whenever you pass away. Because there isn't. You're either going to see Jesus or you're going to go to hell. That's all there is to it. It is true, but we must all submit unto him. I'm not going to let these problems of this world, because this world is constantly going to be flooding me with problems. And I only want to focus on him. Because if I can focus on him, I can get through the problems. But if I only focus on the problems, I will never see the face of Jesus Christ. If I only sit in a place of comfortability and think that it will happen for me the next day, or maybe someone else can get it, why not me? Nothing will change in my life. If I sit and think, woe is me, this is all there is ever to it. Because this life, Jesus called us all to be so much more. Not be someone who's stubborn and that I can't change or I can't do more or I can't be more because it's calling me out of my comfort zone. Some of us have been called to be altar workers, prayer warriors, preachers, ministers of the gospel, people who pray for people at the job and don't be scared. But we have to understand that this is all for him. This isn't living for me. This is living for him. If I want people to see Jesus in me, I got to be like Jesus. I can't just only act like me and think that this is all there is to it. Whenever I want people to see me, I don't want them to see me. I want them to see the name of Jesus. I want them to see his light giving off what he has for them. Because if I'm only talking about myself and stuff that has really no importance, there may be an opportunity that I miss out on reaching out to someone that let them know maybe something that I've gone through or let them hear my ear. That I can just listen to your problems. Maybe you're going through something. Maybe I don't have the answer, but maybe I can just lend an ear and let you know, hey, God is on your side. It's okay. No one else is wanting to listen to you. No one else wants to hear your problems. No one else wants to know your tragedy, your testimony. But I want to because Jesus loves you, and I want to be like him. I want to do what he's called me to be. I don't want to be called to Nineveh and run away because I'm scared. Because Jonah ended up having to go get swallowed up by a fish, and he ended up going to Nineveh. He had to go through a hardship that he didn't need to go through to still do the work of God. And God's calling all of us to be something in this place. And it's not the will of God to just run and flee away, but to come to this altar and let him be lifted up in Jesus' name. This is all for your glory, God. I'm not here by accident, and I came here for a reason. I came here to learn something, and I came here to lift you up. This isn't some concert. This is to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. And just because something was taken away from me doesn't mean that it can't be replaced. Because whenever I go down in water baptism, I'm not the same anymore. I physically, spiritually am not the same anymore. There has been something changed over me. That's why when we pray the prayer of faith, we anoint with oil. And we pray from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. That the blood washes over all the worry, over all the doubt, over all the anxiety, over all the problems, over all the mistakes. You're not defined by your mistakes. All the sin that this world had, God already went and died for it. We get to have an opportunity, a direct dialogue with God. You can go in your house. You can go in your closet. You can pray to him just in a moment. You don't have to go sacrifice an animal 
or uh, the best of your offering, right? You don't have to do that anymore. You just get to come to him and say, God, this is your house. These are your hands and these are your feet. I want to do and I want to walk in where you're leading me to go. You want to call me to be something great? Let me do that. Where do I go? Show me the way. Not, this ain't for me. This is scary. This is a place of unfamiliar. I don't know what to do. Fact is, I don't know what to do, but I'm trusting and believing in faith that if he brought me to it to tell someone about his goodness, that he's going to lead them through it and let them know about his goodness and his mercy and his grace because this world has zero, nothing to offer, but he has so much. He is my all, and the only reason I'm here today is because he has allowed me this chance, this opportunity, and it would be beneath me to say this is all for nothing and I got all these talents, I got these gifts, and just to say, I don't want it. I don't want your blessings, God. No, I'm good. I'm okay. This is uncomfortable for me. I don't know what to say when I get up there. But you know what? He did it for me, and if this is what he's called me to be, and if he's called you to go and tell people at your job, go tell people at the gas station, hey, man, can I help you out? You need a lending hand? How can I help you today? Just be that loving, kindness character and let someone know, Hey, it ain't looking good right now. Something may have been taken away from you, or the situation don't look great right now. But I can lean and understand on his own understanding. He knows all things, and he knew me before I was formed. And if he put me here, and if he puts you here at Life Point Church in Terrell, and he's called you to be something, think on it, act on it. Don't be so stubborn to say that I can't do it, because if he called you to do it, you can do it through him. You can go and be that lending hand. You can be that lending ear. You can be his hands and feet, but it's all about him. So if you would, let's all stand. I don't know where God has called all of us here today on August 20th, 2023, but the Bible does not say that we are promised tomorrow. It doesn't. One day we're going to see Jesus in the cloud, but today might be our last day on this earth, and I don't want anyone to be confused or think that there is nothing after this world, because there's a heaven and there's a hell. And the only one that we're living for is the name of Jesus Christ. And just because you live for God doesn't mean you're excused from hardships. And just because someone or something has been taken away from you doesn't mean that God can't renew it and restore it. But it's going to take all of you, every ounce of your energy, every bit of your faith to believe that he's going to bring you through it. Not just leave me here and wander around for 40 years in a wilderness and think, Where's my God? Where's my God? But we don't have any offering or any submission under him. How can I always be looking for the hand of God if I'm not ever lifting up my hands to God? How can I expect all of his blessings if I never want to be a blessing to him? How can I expect so much if I'm not willing to give my all for someone who took nail-scarred hands, got whipped in front of a lot of people, People that saw blind people being healed, all these great miracles, but no one wanted to step out in faith. But today is a new day. Give me this day our daily bread. And this church, this 11 o'clock hour, you've got an opportunity to reach out to God and submit unto him because we're not promised tomorrow. Think of all the tragedies that happen around this world each and every day. Uh, All the uh, murder, all the people that die in car accidents. No one is excused from all these hardships in our life. So when you leave here today, know that God is on your side and he wants to do something great in your life, but it's going to take you to open up your hands and your mouth to talk to him. 
Yes, talk to him. Have a physical relationship just as you have with your husband or your wife or your family member. you got to keep that dialogue and you got to keep that report and say, God, you're my God. You have my all and you are my all. And I want to submit everything that I got to you. And even though I'm going through something and this thing has been taken away from me, I know that you're going to heal it and you're going to restore it because that's who you are. You're a restoring kind of God. You don't leave me in a place where I don't always understand and that this is all there is ever to be. But I know that whenever I'm going through something, I can come to this altar one more time and lift up my hands and submit unto you. Know that you're going to bring me here and you're going to deliver me out of this place. Because I believe in faith that if he took something, he can always replenish it. Give it good measure, press down, shaken together. Think of Job, a man full of righteousness and had everything stripped of him just because Satan wanted to just see if God, if you'll just release your favor, he won't worship you anymore. If you had something taken away from you, how would you view your mindset or your dialogue with God? If you had something shipped away from you, would you still go to this place, the altar, the rock of all ages, if something's taken away from you? And I just want to challenge you and just think on this today. As you go through hardships in your life, think on these things. Think on God and what he has done for you. So whenever you go through them, you can understand and realize that he is going to bring me through it. And this isn't everything. Because he is my everything. Hallelujah. Thank you all.